welcome to the Mind Body Podcast, your rebellious podcast with me, your host, Maria, where it is all about a strong body, calm mind, healing, and fully living. And today, our special guest is Jenna Griffith. Hello, Jenna. Welcome on board. <laughs> Thank Hi. you for having me. Absolutely. It is totally my pleasure. I love meeting new people, connecting with new people and learning more about their story and what has gotten them to where they are today. And you are a purpose and prosperity expert and you work with a particular niche of our population and that is military and ex-responders, which I thought is so cool. I, I told, As I told you before we got started, um, I haven't really seen anybody who specializes in that and I can only imagine the need that is out there. So before we dive into all of that, let's hear who is Jenna. Give us three words that tell us who you are as a person, a little bit of a story behind it. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I think it's completely appropriate that I'm on a podcast about being rebellious because my family will tell you I have been rebellious my entire life. <laughs> I have never fit in the norms or the the lanes that I've been told to. So I'm definitely feeling right at home already. Uh, <laughs> but three words that people would use to describe me would be empathetic, driven, and reliable. And that's something that I've really honed in as I've gotten older, because when I was younger and super rebellious, really was, <laughs> I was told that was a bad thing. And so I learned how to use that as a gift and to use that that drive and that curiosity for life to make it more fun. Yeah, I can so relate to you. You know, I was like that mischievous kid. I always had a mastermind idea, brilliant. I thought brilliant idea that somehow tended to get us in trouble. I have a younger brother and a cousin who we grew up as uh, siblings and I was the oldest one. And um, I would always be like, he came up with that. And my, I was the oldest and everybody would look at me like, really? So... <laughs> I can totally relate to that. And you know what? I think it is so cool. We can use that energy and mischief and rebelliousness to serve the world, to make it a better place. So absolutely, great to have you here. Yeah. Thank you. So Jenna, you, you talk about purpose and it is so funny because I'll tell you this since the weekend for me, it has been like purpose, 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 purpose. And I thought how ironic it is that we have somebody who talks about purpose. So from your point of view, what is the power of a purpose, Jenna? Purpose gives us confidence. It gives us a reason to get out of bed. You know, a lot of coaches will teach, you need to know your why, find your why, what's your why, you know, your why is your drive. But I think it's deeper than that. It's deeper than a sentence of why you want to do something. It's actually a feeling that you have the, and desire that you cannot control. You cannot put away. You cannot stop thinking about. That is what really drives us and motivates us. And it wasn't until later on in life. I mean, I'm not going to give my age away, but I'm 29. No, Um <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't until I was well in my thirties that I even knew what my purpose was. And, you know, a lot of that attributes to my experience as a military wife, which is why I'm so passionate about helping military and first responder wives. So I'm a former military wife, current first responder wife. So I have been in this you know, arena for a long time. And when I was a young military wife, I really lost myself and dissolved myself into my husband's career and thought, okay, well, I guess my purpose is to stand by my man and take care of the house and take care of the kids. And as a rebel, that was excruciating for me. Yeah. I, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to 
have something that was for me and also help other people. I've always been the saver. I, I like to find people who can't figure out their lives and I like to save them. And sometimes I do it without the masking and it ends up blowing in my, blowing up in my face. <laughs> but uh, that's why it's just so important. And so many people are walking around without their sense of purpose. And when you say to someone, what's your purpose or how do you find your purpose? That sentence alone is extremely intimidating and overwhelming. And so I just help people discover what that purpose is in a simple way that's less stressful. And it really is, is what the foundation is of what they want to do for the rest of their lives and what they want to be known for. Yeah. So you're going to laugh, but last night our group mindset call was on the topic of finding your purpose. I mean, you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, you're talking about finding your purpose. And then I have a question for you. So it's somebody who who is trying to fit certain expectations of what you should do as a military wife, you know, support your man be by his side. Uh, when inside you have that calling to do something bigger and different. Was there any guilt that was involved? But because I think that's something big for women, especially. Yes. The women that I work with, that is the number one thing, guilt. Mm -hmm. Because your husbands are doing this incredible thing, especially with the way the world is right now. And people are still deploying. It's super admirable what these soldiers are doing, right? And if you're the wife who says anything that is not in alignment with that, you are selfish or you don't care. And I am not the only one who feels that way. I've actually really struggled with even speaking about that to other military wives because I had that limiting belief of, well, maybe it is just me. Maybe I am the only one who's feeling that, but I'm definitely not. And a really great way to work through that guilt is to have conversations with your husband. It really is helpful instead of just, it doesn't have to be a rebellious thing, right? To say, I want to do something for me. Mm -hmm. It can be a really great conversation. And a lot of the women that I work with end up having great results because they learn, you know, we walk through how to communicate it properly with them. Yeah. And I think that's very powerful because I was talking to another client in the context of something else, but not having these conversations and feeling that trapped energy almost inside of you, I believe that creates resentment and then that starts affecting the relationship. And 100%. I did a speaking engagement this uh, past weekend talking about how when we take care of ourselves and our needs, which in the forefront may appear to be selfish long-term, actually impacts everybody around us in a much more positive way, whether that's family, colleagues, work, community, whatever whatever it is that it is for you, it is not selfish because when you're not whole, you cannot serve from a cup that is empty. Absolutely. There's a difference between being selfish and being self-ish. And mm. I write about that in my book and teach these women who are reading that there is a difference and there's no reward for putting yourself aside and sacrificing yourself. Trust me, there isn't. <laughs> there's actually a dunce cap for that. You don't need to be the mom who's got all the play dates scheduled and cooks all the things. And that's just who you are because you fit into this mold as a military spouse that you can still go after what your purpose is or what your dreams are without neglecting serving alongside your spouse too, because 
the women are serving. We're, we're the silent soldiers behind our service member. And it's really important that we're able to acknowledge that. And it's hard just as some of our service members get really uncomfortable when they're acknowledged because they're like, oh, well, it's just my job. That's just what I'm supposed to do. The wives are too. If you go, if you see a spouse, I highly recommend just saying, hey, thank you for your service too. And they might be uncomfortable, but it is something that's worth being acknowledged. Yeah. And I think that, I think that also goes back to expectations. Oh, and it's, I would say it's societal expectations, but it's those stories that we create into our head into thinking, well, what are people going to think? What are, how are people going to judge me? How is the community that we're in going to perceive me? And again, I don't think you can be a good support. And to be honest with you, I don't think that applies only to military wives. I think that applies no. to anybody. Um, how can you be the best? I mean, the best wife, the best mom, it requires that you're whole. You cannot be, you cannot function well if you're, if you feel trapped and caged and you can't let your heart's desires be out there and expressed. Absolutely. I mean, that's why they say on the airplane, put your oxygen mask on first. And I remember the first few times heard that thinking that's really selfish. But when you think about that, you are no good to other people. And in my own personal experience, I felt like I was completely trapped. I had no idea what I was meant for. And I just remember waking up one day and thinking to myself, this cannot be what my purpose is in life. It just can't. I'm not okay with that. And I decided to make that change. And I did get pushback for that. You know, it's not easy to do. It is scary, but that's why. I've created this community called Service and Soul so that we can all come together. We can support each other's dreams and most importantly, build that community around it being okay to also want something for yourself. Yeah, I think the power of community is so powerful. I call it the power of our tribe because it is so easy to be surrounded by people who don't support, who don't even understand you, right? Mm -hmm. I get judged by people who don't know anything about the life of being a military wife or a first responder life. Um, and it's, it's so easy to provide feedback and opinions when we are not even aware of the situation, but for the person receiving those, we already, and I'm speaking from experience because when I made my change from corporate to what I do now, I got a lot of feedback of this doesn't make sense. This is silly. This is, I actually heard this is stupid. This is selfish. Like I heard it all. And I was already scared to make those changes. Mm -hmm. I really didn't need any more of that feedback. I needed more like you can do this. And that was scarce, like the yeah. celebration and the encouragement that was scarce. And I've now built a community that understands, mm -hmm. understands where I'm coming from, understands the language that even you and I are speaking now, because even I think that requires a certain um, growth mindset and a certain growth experience to even relate to what we are talking about, creating Absolutely. that awareness. Yeah. Well, I heard a saying once that you attract what you are and yeah. You know, when I started really working on myself and my own personal growth, my environment changed, my friendships changed, my group changed. And like you said, and how you experienced, I did the same. I was exactly the same. And I always knew I'd never be in corporate ever. I was like, there is no way I I need to be my own boss and, and make my own rules. And I had a lot of backlash from that. And a lot of people say, saying, you know, it's called being a grown up. Mm, yes guilt yes shame. and I was just like what but you know what I found over time and this is just 
I'm saying as a matter of fact is a lot of people get scared and, and there's not, oh, they're so jealous, but there's jealousy in that. Like, I wish I could do that too. I wish I was brave enough to go out and do that too. It's easier to judge someone than it is to say, man, I wish I could do that. You're, I'm, I'm too afraid to do that, but I'm going to be cheering you on. And maybe you inspire me to do that later on. Yeah. And I do, once again, I do think that requires a certain mindset because just like you said, my circle of friends and community has kind of completely changed since I met the change. And, um, you know, I don't hold grudges against anybody, but I did see, you know, first it was the criticism and the shame and the guilt. And then that transferred as things started turning around to jealousy, which is so sad because you think these are the people who support you, who you love and who will be there for you regardless. So I think it is, the point is have a tribe that supports you. And then you made another point, which made me think, um, I went to a networking event with somebody else and he was getting unsolicited advice to basically like, basically like my translation was like, go fit in the box. That's what your next step is. And I was like, and I don't think the person on the other side meant bad. I think they were very well wishing and like, that's what they knew, which I think is also very important to remember that the feedback that we're getting a lot of times is because people want to keep us in the box because it's perceived as a safe place. And I was like, wow. And it, once you gain that awareness, I don't know if you experience that when you hear that kind of language, you're like, wow. And I can, I can relate to it because you know, I did what I was supposed to do. I went to school, I got a good job and I did that. And, you know, there is nothing wrong if corporate is your thing, yeah. go for it. But for me, I have a different purpose and I did for a long time following the rules and the box and, and I'm a rebel. I don't belong in yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever done that. I've always been the rebel. Like you can't put, put me in a box. Yeah. So Jenna, what do you tell to somebody who is feeling that way, the way you were expressing, like you knew something was off and there were some fears probably from speaking up, speaking out. What do you tell to somebody who is going through that? Really to try and take the aerial view on what they want to be known for. So when I'm coaching people to their purpose, I do that in the form of writing a eulogy. And mm -hmm. when you know what you want people to say about you when you're not on this earth anymore, it gives you a different perspective and a different drive. And you start to no longer really stress about what other people are thinking, what other people are saying, how they feel about it, because the eulogy is not about them. It's about you. Mm -hmm. And it just gives a whole different perspective. And the other thing that I would say too, is when you hold back from that desire, when you hold yourself back, when you're essentially, you know, pictured as your cork being held underwater, right? As soon as you release it, you're going to pop up and everything's going to be flying and you're going to feel amazing. But if you keep holding underwater, that pressure is going to build, build and build. That's what builds resentment. That yep. will build, that's what builds anger. And, you know, especially in relationships, when I'm working in the military community, resentment kills relationships. It really does. And I was in that space. I found myself really resenting my husband's career, 
I did not tell anybody that, of course, Yeah, but I just thought I'm ready for it to be about me, but I couldn't say that either because that's selfish. Why does it need to be about me? You know? And so when you can work with someone to come up with, you know, like I said, their eulogy and they're able, and then also help them with the communication of that to their spouse, it, it does make it a lot easier. And my husband works with veterans. I work with the spouses. And so we say, you know, a healed veteran plus a healed spouse equals a healed family. And it's important that the collective is in on that and that people understand, yes, the veterans need help, but so do the families. They need that healing too. They've, they serve too. Yeah. And I I imagine there is a lot of stress just being into a type of relationship, just based on the responsibilities that come along with the job. Absolutely. A lot. Two, two points that come to mind is the one that you said, the anger, the resentment builds up. Yes, I do think that's toxic to the relationship, but I also think what's very important to remember is that it is also toxic to us. Yeah. And over time, if you hold those trapped emotions inside, ultimately that leads to eventually disease, you know, chronic stress, might be impacted mentally and then um, disease long-term. So I think that's very important to note. And then, oh, forgot, I do this so much. I forgot my second. Um, Well, to the disease, it's, you know, when people understand that a disease is your body in dis-ease, you start to pay more attention mentally to what you're holding on to. And there's a really great book called the body keeps the score. Yes. Um, I love that. Incredible. And it's really eye opening because it allows people to start releasing and truly working through those emotional barriers because you're right. You hold them and you hold them in and then your, your body will react to that. Yes, absolutely. I know what my second point was. So that is a great book. I think it's been mentioned multiple times on the podcast by totally people, you know, people doing totally different things. So definitely worth a read. And then the other thing, speaking of the eulogy, one exercise I do with clients is I call it your last day. And basically we do a meditation, imagining you seeing your entire life. And when you do that kind of pause and reflection, because I think the other part is, yes, the judgment, the fears, but also slowing down and taking a minute to really pause and reflect and say, what do I really want? Because that in itself can be scary because it can be seen as a selfish thing. What do I want? Why does the word care? What do I want? But remember, that's really not about you again. It goes back to you serving everybody around you in a much greater capacity. Absolutely. And that's what's so great when you follow your purpose and what you're really here for you end up serving other people. So if you're worried about being selfish, think about the people that you're going to help and then maybe you won't feel so selfish about it because it's important. That's what we are here to do. Yeah, support those. Your purpose is different than mine. And here we are working in unison together to talk to other people. It's incredible. To spread the messages, yes. And I will tell you, I feel so fulfilled because I am living in my purpose and I'm thinking if I did not make that one decision that was, again, highly criticized and scary, how many people who I have helped now so far on my few years of doing what I'm doing, how many of those people, you know, I don't know what kind of help they would have gotten in terms of feeling better into their body, mind and spirit. So it's the ripple effect that's really powerful about purpose. So when I would say when you think 
purpose is about you, know that it is about serving and making the world the world a better place. Absolutely, it is. Jenna, you um you have some exciting news. Do you want to share those with us? I do. Had a big weekend. Uh, a few weekends ago, I released my book, my first book. It's called Service and Soul. It's a guidebook to prosper, uh, purpose and prosperity for military and first responder wives. And it walks through the steps on how to find your purpose. And then once you have it, what are you supposed to do with it now? Um, we also talk a lot about the different levels of femininity, the different levels of the emotional ladder, just really understanding your past trauma, how it affects you now, how to heal from that and how to move forward. So it kind of goes in that order, but yeah, it's really exciting. And um, we also have our Facebook group for military first responder wise. It's also called service and soul, and you can get everything uh, to that effect at serviceandsoul.com. Congratulations, Jenna. Thank Wish you. you. Great success with the launch of the book and with um, people being impacted by it. Think that's Thank what it's you. all about impact jenna any any other piece of advice you have to share with us yeah i just feel like as we're coming you know to the end of a year everyone starts to think about what did i do with this year what do i want to do with the upcoming year and as we talked about on this call just not stressing yourself out about having all the answers right now, but doing one step at a time to move toward the vision that you have for your life and use people, get, grab a coach, join a mastermind group, you know, reach out to Maria, reach out to myself. You know, there's people who have the tools to help guide you through that and just work on being self-ish. You make such a great point. Just last night, somebody mentioned how he was uncomfortable asking for help. And I'll personally tell you, I came from a lot of that because I was taught you solve your own problems. So it was extremely uncomfortable in the beginning of my growth to ask, you know, once again, like, am I the only one who feels that way? Am I like that dumb to not know what to do? And once you start sharing with others, because the self-talk that we have into our head sometimes could be the worst because the way we talk to ourselves is, you know, I always tell my clients, would you talk to your best friend like that? And it's usually the answer is like, absolutely not. But we do that to ourselves. So you make a, a great point. If you need help, ask for help. And, you know, it doesn't need, mean sign up for service or anything like that. It means just have a conversation with somebody who might get you to pause and to think and to give you clear clarity around what's next. Because yeah, clarity is big. Yeah, because Jenna, you're so right. It's the the point is small, but consistent. It's not about big and then drop the ball. It's small and every day, step-by-step, step-by-step. Absolutely. Jenna, what is your definition of rebellious? Ooh, doing what fulfills you and not other people. Short and to the point. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Jenna, where can people find you? Uh, mention again the name of the Facebook, uh, Save and Soul. Is that, Serve and Soul. Is that Service and Soul. Yep. So you can find me online at serviceandsoul.com, Facebook, Service and Soul. And Instagram is just my name, Miss Jenna Griffith, M-S Jenna Griffith. And yeah. I would love to connect and love to have y'all part of the community. Yeah. Jenna, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and light with all of us. And you guys, if you, like I said, if you have any questions, if you're even intrigued about Jenna's journey or want to connect with her or me, 
We're about building a community of like-minded people who are on a growth path and want to make the world a better place. So any questions, let us know, connect with us. And if you find this useful, if you know of somebody who can benefit from this information, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people right now who can benefit from that. Please do connect with Jenna. Jenna, we should continue success. Congrats one more time on the book. Thank Keep rocking. You. And you guys, we'll see you next time. Stay rebellious. See you next.